0: So speaking of February 2nd, one of the the difficulties in planning worship is that you send a lot of your bulletins and things to Anna about a month ahead of time. So she's got all the bulletins for February, and I've even gotten to do the Ash Wednesday bulletin and the Good Friday bulletin because I'm going to be meeting with Alicia Vanisco as we prepare for our Lenten worship in the spring. Uh, And one of the difficulties when you're so prepared ahead of time is that you kind of confuse Sundays. And so um, I've actually written a sermon for next Sunday for today, and uh, you can count on a different sermon next Sunday for that Sunday, and right now you're going to hear about the Beatitudes and not about uh, Jesus calling the disciples to leave their nets behind, to leave their institutions to leave everything that they know for something new, for uh, fishing for people. Uh, Because an easy application for that for the church would be for uh, churches to consider uh, scrapping programs that are not reaching newcomers in order to invest in new programs to reach newcomers. Um, That would be an easy application for Jesus calling the disciples to leave their nets and to follow Jesus into something new. But we won't talk about that at all today. Instead, we're gonna talk about the Beatitudes. Now, the Beatitudes are something you might hear if you go to a wedding or a funeral. It's a set of blessings from Matthew's Gospel which follow a very poetic form. And it's funny that they're so widely read, weddings and funerals, because the Beatitudes frame something important. They frame, like most of Jesus' sayings, an upside-down and counterintuitive, unwise and unheard-of, otherwise unrealistic approach to life. Jesus says in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who are humble, for theirs is an entire kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, who lament the shortcomings of God's people, for they will be comforted and they will see the church as God does for its potential and its promise. Blessed are the meek who are the gentle and the humble, not the mighty or the well connected, for they will inherit the earth through nonviolent and righteous means. These are the beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 through 5. And the trouble is that we don't live like that. Our world is governed by superpowers, and tyrants rule over their citizenries. Bullies get their way, and every day the news confirms that might is right. Mistrust of others because of their difference drives us to erect walls and to detain refugees. It separates Britain from the continent. It holds us all at arm's length from each other as our suspicion snowballs into paranoia and our isolation shuts out every voice but our own. This is the world we live in. So to hear these words of Jesus and to listen to them, you need to believe in the one who is speaking, whose life is one you admire, whose cause is one you're willing to join, and to take the Beatitudes to heart is an act of discipleship an act of obedience and trust and that trust brings something called blessing and a blessing is different from happiness you might have heard other translations of the beatitudes begin with the reading with with the word happy happy are you when people insult you and harass you and speak all kinds of bad and false things about you all because of me but to be happy is to be fortunate by chance and by luck and by happenstance. That's the same root of the word. Instead, blessing is something that comes from God, from providence, from God working in the world, from grace. To be blessed is to recognize that you are surrounded by God's love. No matter your circumstance, whether you are happy and fortunate, Or sad and quite unlucky you are blessed either way because nothing in creation can stop god from loving you and calling out to you what god says is a reversal of our expectation the beatitudes are an affirmation of god's ultimate redeeming work in the world making all things right exposing all wrongs giving everyone what they deserve And meeting our deepest longing for one who knows us and beholds us as we are without condition or rejection and that is the good news especially for those who need to hear it god is on your side no matter how bleak things appear who needs to hear good news like that maybe victims or the voiceless the dismayed The kind, the faithful, the persecuted? Can you think of folks who meet that description? Maybe you've had a time in your life when you have felt like you needed to hear good news and everywhere you looked, you couldn't see it. Maybe migrant workers come to mind, or people of an ethnic minority, or really anyone who feels broken on the inside by what the world has done. Maybe you worry for those who work tirelessly for God's kingdom that they'll wear themselves out and have little to show for it, that their efforts are just a drop in the bucket. Maybe you think that we should stop bemoaning the injustice we see around us and finally just capitulate to the patterns of the world, because it's a big world to take on all by yourself. But it's my prayer that you would never forget that the Beatitudes are a reminder, that God will always have the last word. The task for us here and now is to have faith. We need to be able to trust that Jesus is enough in order for us to live as his disciples, a people who are zealously following after Christ's footsteps and listening hungrily for his teachings. Do you have that depth of faith, which drives each of us to be the kind of people that Jesus would call blessed? The Beatitudes, which are often invoked to comfort the afflicted, seem more like a roundabout way of getting us to change our behavior, to transgress the norms that we are mired in, and to seek, in the words of Paul, a still more excellent way, characterized by the firm and sure hope that meekness is the way of God. That righteousness and peace will finally prevail and that God's future will be a time of mercy and not cruelty, as one scholar put it. Or as Pope Francis explained, you cannot be a Christian without practicing the Beatitudes. How does that strike you? How do you fare if you examine your life with these blessings in mind? If you see room for improvement... Can you think of something that you can do to be more of what jesus wants from disciples i think we all can learn to be a little bit more humble we all can learn to expect more of the church and of ourselves as christians we all can become gentler we all can seek god's way rather than our own forgiving others freely seeing the good in the face of our neighbor doing the right thing even to the point that it bothers others, who would rather we not draw attention to a problem that everyone else is ignoring. So i leave you to open your hearts to what God might be calling you to do, which could be something unfamiliar and burdensome. But the good news is that God blesses those who hear Jesus's words and acts on them. God blesses those who seek to become disciples of Christ. God blesses those who put their trust in the Lord and seek to obey his commands. Blessed are you. Amen.